Jumping right into it. One of the biggest stories developing right now is, of course, about the economy and the unemployment numbers. As multinational corporations, as hedge funds, as banksters, as the 0.001% are being bailed out right now, everyone else is suffering. Their bailouts, there's a lot of, there's no transparency, there's a lot of secrecy, but of course, everyone else is left holding the bag from their irrational, very bad behaviors that have essentially screwed us. And now we have new numbers coming in talking about how there are 5.25 million more people on unemployment, making the number a total of 22 million Americans that have filed for unemployment benefits. Now, of course, this has a lot of large ramifications, a lot of things that will impact us in so many different ways that we can't even see right now. But specifically, these numbers are still low, mainly because the lockdown continues. We still don't know exactly how long it will continue. We don't know if there's going to be a wave one, a wave two, a wave three. We're in a very unpredictable situation, but these numbers are still three to four weeks behind the original original numbers since, of course, the bureaucratic state takes a long time to process their paperwork. Some states, they're not even open. Some states are even delayed more than the three to four weeks. Also, why these numbers are a lot worse than just the 22 million is because these numbers do not account for gig workers. If you're an Uber driver and people are no longer using Uber, which they're not, you, of course, don't get any unemployment benefits because you are an independent contractor working for Uber. Uber, by the way, that's taking a lot of their income, taking a lot of the money from all the drivers out there and is actively working to replace them with robots. Yes. So Uber, Lyft, and other gig workers in this economy don't have the ability to file for unemployment. And that's why when we look at this 22 million number right now that it's at at a total, it's still nothing. It's still going to get a lot worse. And they still want you to pay unemployment, though. If you So they want you to pay unemployment insurance as an independent contractor because uh, I know the state of Arizona has been like haunting me down. So I'm like, wait, you want me to pay unemployment so then that way I can file unemployment against myself uh, if I lose my job? And we also have uh, your talk about self-driving cars out here in Arizona. We have Waymo as uh, Tempe, Arizona is one of like the test grounds for that. So there's actually Google cars where you can, uh, you know, dial it up through some sort of app. And I think there is a passenger there just sitting in the, in the seat, but it's actually a self-driving autonomous car. And they've, they've like killed pedestrians and some people biking already. Now, this is important to bring up because some states do allow unemployment benefits for gig workers. Some states don't, but there's a big, of course, struggle to, of course, get a lot of these claims and a lot of them are not acclimated. I just wanted to make that correction to be uh, accurate here on all of our reporting here. So, yes, some uh, gig workers are getting it. Some are not. But again, I'm just adding to the whole number being a lot bigger than just the 22 million because of those two big factors there. And unemployment, people not working, people not having jobs, the economy not moving. Obviously, what do you think is going to happen to the economy? It's going to tank. It's going to go down. There's actively crazy nonsense on the mainstream media right now, especially on CNBC, especially with this Kramer guy saying that he has confidence in the economy. And I'm like, how? How is that possible? Now, Tim, you're the kind of financial guru here. What do you see from these numbers and the larger effects from them? And you nailed my name today, too. Probably the best you've ever done. So thank you. Uh, thank you for that. But to put this in perspective, 
The U.S. economy has raised almost all the gains since the Great Recession. Now, we're only 400,000 jobs away, which we're going to blow right through that, away from basically having all the jobs that were created over the last uh, you know 12 years all vanishing uh, just you know in the in the blink of an eye and so that's so we see a chart over here from zero hedge where you know just staggering uh, you know unemployment jobless claims and I think I, I read some sort of stat where it was it was about uh, we lost about 700 jobs 721 jobs per uh, COVID-19 death and it, yeah it brings the yeah so basically we're only yeah we're only 40 about 400,000 jobs away and we got this article another article over here from uh, from zero hedge if we don't get the reopening just right, we can start the clock on the second wave of infections. And so now they're trying to basically say, hey, you know, we don't want to open up things too early because if we open up too early, then it could get round two and trying to say, oh, well, by the way, you know, you can't move, get out of your house unless you get the all important vaccine. We also have banks right now or the sorry, the Treasury Department has a cash balance has soared to almost a, a trillion dollars. Uh, because basically what they need, they need to have all these different programs uh, shoring up money for the government. So that way they can, you know, quote, unquote, you know, bail, bail us out and, you know, quote, unquote, help us out. Uh, because one of those programs that they designed to try to help us out is the small business loan program. So, of course, you know, the one that goes to the people, the $349 billion, uh, you know, that one's running out of money. But, you know, of course, they've got money for all the big banks and for all the, you know, big pharma and for everybody else who wants, you know, the handouts. Uh, you know, moving along here, we got housing starts collapsed by the most in 36 years. Uh, we've got cataclysmic problem for the FANG stocks. That's Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google. Barry Diller is the, uh, he, he ended up buying, uh, I believe it was Expedia. And so it goes on to say that Expedia spends $5 billion a year in advertising. This year, they're probably not even going to spend $1 billion. So, uh, you know, it basically, if you take that and go all the way across, uh, you know, take that across, you know, all the different sectors that are out there, then then this is obviously going to pretend to be some bad news. Now, the fangs, the F in there is for Facebook. And we have Facebook. This is no surprise to anybody watching this right now. And we'll start warning people who like or react to fake coronavirus news. And so we got Facebook's going to start warning people, uh, you know, have, and I've already seen some people already post this where they posted something about the, the C word. And then all of a sudden, you know, it then goes and tries, uh, you know, saying, Oh, Hey, by the way, you know, we may have, uh, you know, you may have been sharing some fake news on there. And, and just to kind of back, you know, pivot again to unemployment, I did write a book called how it's rigged the economy. And one of the things that I mentioned in that, in that booklet, and it's available for free. So if you guys actually want to text, the number is seven, one four four one. So maybe if Nicole or if anyone else on our team is listening, if you guys can put this into the chat, seven one four four one. And then if you type change change the news, one word, it's going to get my presentation, my last two presentations from Anna Capoco, which was one of them was on crisis retiring and how to retire before a, a crisis. So I gave that about twelve and a half months too early. And then the book, I mean, so the unemployment rate. They it's they it's counted a lot differently now than how it used to be counted. So let's say you used to have a job making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and now all of a sudden, uh, you know, you've got a job as an Uber driver. You're also a, you know a waiter, a waitress, and maybe a bartender. So you've got three jobs. Well, they will now count that as three jobs versus one job. Whereas in the olden days, what they would have done is said, okay, well you've got you know a doctorate, you've got a high level you know engineering degree or something, and you know now you're stuck being a waiter, a waitress, uh, and nothing against waiter, waitresses. My mom, you know. Know, waitress so you know so all of a sudden uh, you know instead of 
you used to that used to then be counting as unemployed. So if you you know had a high level degree and then all of a sudden you couldn't find a job relevant in your field, then that would count as you being unemployed. Now it counts as you being not only does it count as you being employed, it counts as maybe having three jobs versus one job. They do the same thing with the inflation numbers, the same thing with the GDP data. That book is not necessarily even for the people watching; it's for your friends and family members. Uh, and it's and it, and I actually originally wrote it to dispel all the crap that was going on during the Obama regime. And now it's a book that basically can be used to refute everything that's going on with Trump. And I am sad to say, and you guys will see, I've got the Trump money gun behind me. So at some point when we start talking about money printing, maybe we can get that baby, uh, you know, back and, and fired up now. Uh, yeah, this is uh, some other uh, news over here we've got going on. Where well, it's like it's like the same cycle. I was going to say, you know, rinse and repeat. Bankers create a crisis. Bankers get bailed out. Bankers under Obama. <laughs> bankers create a crisis. Bankers get bailed out under Trump. Just limited. My, yeah. Just, yeah. Just screw it. Might as well just blow my load right now. Joe Howard, by the way, has a very good question for us. And he says. Will there be inflation if the money is actually going into the top 1% and not following through the actual economy? I'm, I'm, by the way, looking at all of your specific questions that you guys are asking, we will be getting to all of them. I think that's a good question by Joe Howard. I know some individuals talking about hyperinflation was supposed to happen yesterday. It's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen any moment. You're going to be in a FEMA camp. We're not saying that here, but uh, I think Joe's question is relevant. What do you think uh, there, Tim? Well, I think that that inflation can go into maybe some basic needs. So, I mean, it could go into, you know, food, especially as we start seeing the you know supply chains breaking down. It could go into, probably not could, it's probably going to go into financial assets. And so think of it like a game of Monopoly. You're, you know, you've got a banker. Let's say you start, I don't know what you start off with, 1500 bucks. Uh, back, you know, talk about inflation. That's what you start off with, 1500 bucks. So now, uh, you know, what would happen is let's say somebody goes and drops $10,000 on the board. Well, now you can start, you know, bidding up Park Place and Boardwalk and you know Marvin's Garden and all the other places because now you've got so much more money floating around in the economy. So I think that that's what's going to be going on. You're going to see financial assets getting bid up, but you're probably actually in the in the short to intermediate period actually going to see deflation going on, which is you know something that you know obviously the alternative media that I'm uh, sort of a contrarian when it comes to that. Now during now during the talk that I gave at Eric Apoco afterwards, there was an all speaker Q and A. This is February 11th. And somebody asked me, you know, what do you think is going to happen to Bitcoin and what do you think is going to happen to the dollar during uh, during the financial crisis? And I'm in a room of contrarians and was giving a contrarian answer. And I go, well, I, I, would, actually, I would actually expect Bitcoin to go down between 15 and 80 percent during the initial stages of a crisis. But then we would then the reaction to the crisis would then be to print so much money that that that, that, that reaction would then pretend into basically eventually having Bitcoin uh, skyrocketing on a long enough time horizon. Now, going into the dollar, I also said on stage that I thought that the dollar would actually strengthen during the initial phases of this. But eventually that strength would then lead to weakness because the problem is a lot of other countries. This is a very, very high level, complicated subject. Uh, and so what would happen is that strength, if you're another country and you're borrowing in dollars, which usually other countries, a lot of them borrow in dollars. And so let's say the dollar goes up 20, 30 percent. Now you have to now your loan essentially cost 20 or 30 percent more and i've and there's lots of examples that i can give of this so i mean you go back to germany they had a uh, a ren i'm trying to think the exact uh the exact uh lineage here but i believe it was the gold mark ren mark reichmark deutschmark and so if you were sitting in to, into the gold mark uh basically what would happen is you know and back then a company like mercedes-benz was around so if you were invested into mercedes-benz stock your stock went from being priced in gold mark then being priced in ren mark then being priced in reichmark then being priced in deutschmark then being priced in the euro if you're holding on to those bonds 
bonds, those are wiped out. So I think, you know, a lot of fixed income assets, uh, eventually on a long enough time horizon, I think the cash is going to be worthless. But in the intermediate to short period, I think it's actually going to go up in value because everybody wants to take risk off the table, which means getting into cash, which means you're going to be more of a demand for cash. Uh, and so there's probably a really long, complicated answer, but it's a long, complicated subject. And you get a lot of people who just want to sell different newsletters and they just want to do, and I'm not making a knock on any one person here, uh, but you're, but when you do that, you know, there's a certain mindset or people are selling gold. I mean, I get paid, uh, you know, managing people's money and I just want it to go up and I'm really agnostic in terms of what it's going into. I mean, obviously I don't want to support, you know, a lot of this, you know, the evil empire of stuff that's going on and I want to help protect people, uh, especially, you know, we are coming up, you know, we just had, you know, tax day yesterday, which I guess isn't tax day because now it's going to be July 15th. But yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I think you're going to see inflation in financial assets and you're eventually all of this, you're going to get way too cocky. Uh, you know, Trump and Mnuchin are talking about having 50, 100 year bonds and then having massive infrastructure plays. And all this is letting, you know, while they get cocky, you know, the noose is getting tighter around her neck. We're getting not suicidal, by the way, from, you know, the video we put out with, uh, you know, Bill Gates and all the other stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, I think, yeah, you're going to see eventually see inflation in financial assets. And that's why long term, I am bullish on the stock market because on a long enough time horizon, they're going to inflate that baby away. Uh, in the German stock market, basically, it went from right around like 100 or 200 in 1912, 1911. And then by 1922, it was like 22 million. And then by 1923, it was like 27 million. Obviously, I'm doing all this without notes right here. A lot of, a lot of stuff we're doing without notes, but I did actually make a ton of notes for the Bill Gates video. So when we have that one coming up, uh, you know, prepared to... Uh, you know, be wild for that one. So yeah, do we have any more, have any more questions on? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jack D says you can't bury Bitcoin in your backyard. Very good point there, Jack. But also, uh, I guess, guess how much money was siphoned away from Bitcoin to, to, to the special, uh, how, how many banks were bailed out with Bitcoin? Can you guess? Zero. <laughs> so that's also another important point. We got a couple questions. Also one by Logan five, who made a comment saying that quote, this is the slow boil. And I, and I do kind of more resonate with that. My financial advice, it's not, if I, we can't give financial advice, but, but if I was giving financial advice, it would be right now. Right I can't, now, I, can't they, I can't if they call me or they schedule with me. So I can't immediately, immediately right now invest. Can you guess, can you guess in what? In yourself, in your health, making a farm, growing your own garden, being independent on your own self-sustainability. That, that's what I would definitely recommend and invest if I was a financial advisor. I am not. I'm not in that game. Maybe I could even start, me and Tim were even talking about me doing some courses and maybe even doing that. So if you guys are interested in that, let me know in the comment section below. But that's going to be the first segment for today as far as the financial stuff. It's already 122. We are planning to do this for an hour. We might do this for a lot longer because there's so many other that things. That was the appetite. That was like the tiny, tiny appetizer that I spent 1% of the time preparing for so also oh, i gotta yeah yeah i gotta clean up uh, you know after blowing my load and every time i i you know blow my load i'm like oh man why did i do that in, in more context than one uh to say the okay. least now uh, and we, yeah we do have the trump keep america great again uh money gun coming at you so uh but yeah there we go but yeah let's uh we're gonna get ready for video two now yes yeah, so get ready for video two and of course 